Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. There was an interesting thread that Kim.com posted over the weekend. Do you guys know who Kim.com is? Uh, Kim, yeah. Kim Jong-un? No, no. Very different. Kim Jong-il? <laughs> no. So it sort of came from the same area of the world, I guess. Uh, not directly. Yeah, a little south of there. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the Kims from North Korea. This Kim.com is from New Zealand. Okay. And he is... Uh, do you want to define um, him? Let's see. I don't know that I can define the man. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he ran, allegedly at least... A, uh, I don't know what the status of that is, uh, but he allegedly ran a site, a pirate site, a torrent download site, I believe it was. No, it was uh, Mega Upload, which was just a torrent simply, upload. That was a, that was a no, file sharing it was site. A file sharing site, so you could okay. you could upload a torrent to it, I suppose, if you wanted to. But some uh, people do. I got some questionable software from them on occasion well you got it from one of their users okay so they they had a website where people could sign up and get i don't know 20 gigs or some amount of uh, of storage and you wouldn't have to pay for it and then you could just put whatever you wanted up there and then give people links to them and then they could use it to download right so some people were using the mega upload for as you say not so legal purposes they might have put a dvd rip or something of a movie up there or music or whatever right so whatever it is they wanted to share online and uh, mega uploads position was well we don't know what our users are doing somebody took a clip of free talk live talking about bitcoin cash on whatever night it was i think the captain was on that show and they took like a two minute clip of free talk live and put images to it right because like if it's just us sitting here in the studio looking at each other it's not the most interesting video right right but that's why you... we're not doing great on video platforms <laughs> right. let me just be honest uh but if you take some imagery and some videos that are relative you know related to what we're saying you can spice up the video so they did some some post-production work and made a nice little clip where we were talking about bitcoin cash and kind of the uh, almost conspiracy theory uh behind bitcoin and why it sucks so bad for use as money mm-hmm. and kind of why that happened and uh they started sharing that around and kim.com shared that from from his account nice so yeah the guys uh he's an interesting character uh, so I follow him on uh, social media, and he says, this may be the most important thread I ever make. Big picture stuff about the major global collapse that is coming. I'll try to help you understand why the future is not what we're hoping for. It's worse than most can imagine. I tend to think, he, I, I don't know where he's going with this, but that's my general assessment of the economic situation as well. It's going to be bad for a lot of people. And it's mm. just getting started. Yeah. In fact, Ron Paul, when we had him on last week on Tuesday night, said he thought that we were 10% of the way into the correction. I think that's optimistic. I, I think it's going to be significantly mm. worse. Yeah. Even the bad guys are starting to admit there's a disaster coming. Yeah. Well, they're, they, I guess they have to prepare their clients at some level, right? Like, you know, the, mm. the ones that have paid a bunch of money for their services, they probably yeah. should let them know. Uh, but Kim.com is certainly no fan of the U.S. government, considering they have been persecuting him for, I think, pretty much the last decade uh, at this point of his life. And he's got a few things to say. He points out that the U.S. federal government has had uh, a deficit for ever since 2001, according to their own numbers. They've been doing the M1 money printing like crazy, especially in just the last two years. 
And he says, uh, further, the reason why the U.S. got away with it for so long is because the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. Nations. He's right. Well, there's that. And there's also the fact that when people try to escape the U.S. dollar, um, well, the last two examples that I can think of, uh, except Putin, who's more recent, but uh, before Putin, the last two examples were uh, Saddam Hussein and Muammar Gaddafi, who uh, one was uh, one wanted to trade oil for euros, the mm-hmm. other wanted to trade oil for for uh, for gold, and they, both they were both dead. murdered yeah. by the U.S. government. Well, there's no reason to believe in the long run that the uh, that Bitcoin BTC is going to be the most profitable. As a matter of fact, I believe the opposite. I believe that Bitcoin Cash or some other um, uh, digital digital cash that's actually usable usable as currency has a lot more growth potential, especially now because Bitcoin has been uh, has been hyped. I think a lot of what's what's going on is is going on in the media because you'll notice there's only two coins that the media talks about bitcoin and bitcoin ethereum, and, ethereum. Mm-hmm. and both of them share uh the property of having out of control fees that's so right. yeah. that's well, they also what, talk about shiba inu and dogecoin as well um the dogecoin are kind of forced into because people like uh elon like elon musk talk about it um you know, I I don't I I I'm they sorry. I've never heard coverage. of Shiba Inu. I don't know even know what that is. The craze be, is gone on that one. Yeah. It was a crazy. Um, you know, f- is that like Luna? No. Oh, they talked Shiba a lot Inu's- about Luna too. Your monetary assets uh, will lose will you lose value in the inflated currency? And in this case, which is unique in the history of the world, because there is a fiat reserve cu- currency, I expect right. all monetary assets to uh, to collapse, with the exception of uh, cryptocurrency and monetary metals. Mm. I think other currencies will be other fiat currencies will be fine. I mean, they'll take a hit, but I don't see like the euro. Well, they're collapsing. all inflating. Sure. Um, well, they're all inflating, and also they're all backed by nothing. When you say, well, nothing or a big pile of dollars. Mm. Um, now yeah, there are a couple exceptions nothing, to this. There is the Russian. The ruble? Uh, the the ruble also backed by um, nothing is it's 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 backed by nothing but it's not backed by a big pile of dollars and Russia but if the dollars unlike, are backed by nothing then everything that is backed by dollars is backed by nothing. that's what he's saying um yeah. I would but he's say saying, at the this ruble, point which is being still backed exactly by dollars same. is being backed by worse than nothing okay. um, <laughs> When a bank lends money that it doesn't have, the money supply gets larger because it's making a deposit into an account that came from nowhere. That's I'm right. aware so, of that, but that's like pennies on the thousands for what the U.S. government is printing. Well, apparently, consumer See, that debt, I don't know. What is the total consumer debt yeah, in the United States? Apparently, it's about States? $15 trillion. 
15 trillion. Yeah, so okay, half so of the US national debt. Okay. And and that seems more reasonable to me. I had a hard time believing that the people had actually borrowed twice as much as the government. As the government. Yeah. Um uh, so let's just say maybe that number's right, maybe it's not. But either way, he goes on, he points out U.S. unfunded liabilities are at $169 trillion. So what is an unfunded liability? That's oh. where the government has promised to yeah. do something in the future, like pay out Social Security or pensions, for instance, for their bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what what that is? Uh, yeah, that would be an unfunded uh, liability. They're going to come due at some point. They're just not due all at, right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's no money to actually pay for that their intention is to tax us in the future to pay for that but if we don't have anything they can't tax us he says combined that is the seven, only good thing about poverty is they can't tax you seven hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars per u.s citizen or two over two million per u.s taxpayer because remember not everybody pays taxes Maybe not a collapse is coming, but economic hardship is certainly, undeniably, it's here around the corner. I mean, it's here for also true. Yeah, gas prices <laughs> have doubled since Biden took office. I saw that. Yeah, and uh, and of course they're up even more because you have to factor in that they went down to less than two dollars a gallon during uh, the last year. I think it was at some point during the Trump administration, but started going up before Biden took office. So I mean, it's gone up quite a bit in just the last two or three years. Uh, and that hurts, as you pointed out, Arya, that it, it hurts everybody because the prices of everything go up. And, of course, they're printing trillions of dollars in order to fund the government. And that uh, makes prices go up because that's what inflation is, is an increase in the money supply and more money floating around chasing the same amount of goods. is going to result in the prices of those goods going up as well. I think the big takeaway from um, what Kim.com has said here, he mentioned that, you know, that there's not enough assets in the United States to pay off all of its debts. Nope. And, and that's absolutely true. And it's designed that way. But. That's because the economy as a whole is set up, it's structured to be a game of musical chairs. And when the music stops, someone is always, by definition, left without a chair. And they're eliminated. And when this happened in 2007, we saw a lot of people getting eliminated by having their houses taken, Mm -hmm. being unable to pay their health care bills or whatever. So I I don't know what the biggest loser is going to be in the next Great Recession. The poor and the middle class. Certainly. Oh, sorry, nobody. If things go as planned, I expect the biggest loser to be freedom, because I think Mm -hmm. this is all part of the Great Reset. The perception is the U.S. has the largest economy and the strongest military in the world, but the reality is the U.S. is broke and can't afford its army. The denial is that all nations depend on a strong U.S. dollar or global markets collapse. I think he's wrong about that. And I think the United States government, they absolutely do have some mechanism in place, some emergency plan to pay their soldiers. It may be gold at Fort Knox. I don't know it's what. It's the printing press. I, well, no, I the, printing that, press when, when the printing and press also, fails. I, I expect them to seize food mm-hmm. um, and and use that because when it comes down to it, what the soldiers are going to want is to be able to feed their families. Sure. That's and, why the soldiers always get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes a matter of stay with the army or starve to death, uh, that is going to be the best way to motivate soldiers to do things that they probably don't really want to do like murder massive numbers of their countrymen well remember we can go back and look at venezuela within the last decade and see what happened there during hyperinflation where soldiers 
They were still working as soldiers because going and working anywhere else was going to guarantee you're going to be missing meals. So mm-hmm. working for the government meant that you were eating yep. and working for anywhere else, like, good luck. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. My opinion is if by any chance especially in our country, there's anybody with, like if ever we get the Republicans back in office, there's anybody that on purpose, for Marxist reasons, tweaked or played with the economy, they should have a, I propose a new law, economic hate crimes against humanity for messing up the economy because it causes people hardship, it causes some people maybe to die, loss of property and money to survive, and uh, if it's actual, if people are actually doing that because they learned that in college and they want a Marxist revolt, and we could find that out, you know, that should be a law. People should be thrown in jail for that. Now, the problem with creating new laws is it's laws that already got us to this point. I think we've got enough laws. And secondly, even if you were to create that law, why would the government enforce it upon themselves? Well... Yeah, I guess you're right, but there's some, you know, the government's not unified, kind of like the Great Reset's not unified. What do you mean they're not unified? See, I see them as as unified. I've I've believed for a long time that the uh, Republicans and the Democrats are controlled by the same people. The Republicans talk a better game in some ways, but when anything counts... Uh, you know, they, they, they get all bipartisan on us. So the Google, the, if you go to the Google page, usually it just has Google in like green, blue, yellow, and red letters. Yeah. And they change it up to promote usually an individual or something. They do it fairly often as I understand it. Almost daily, I think. But I mean, who even goes to Google.com anymore? (laughs) Oh, well, I guess me. (laughs) But, um, you don't just type what you want into like your address bar and have it automatically use whatever search engine you prefer. I do that too, but it will show up the little doodle. There's like an icon near the top of the page too. Oh, uh, search results. The the yeah, if Google yeah. is your search page, you'll see that as your result. Mm. So, what was this uh, person you were saying? Google what now? Uh, his name was Kiyoshi Kuramiya. I hope I said that right. It's Japanese. Um, he was a gay rights activist, but he was also an anti-war activist. And I, so I clicked on it and I read his wiki page and I just wanted to share some of his activism because I got the biggest kick out of it. Hmm. Um, at the University of Pennsylvania, he was the instigator of the largest anti-war demonstration in Penn's history with 2,000 people in attendance. He had, um, he had formed a group called the Americongs and he said that an innocent dog would be burned alive with napalm in front of the, um, in front of the, the library. And so 2,000 people showed up protesting, and he handed out leaflets that said, congratulations, you saved the lives of an innocent dog. How about the hundreds of thousands of Vietnamese that have been burned alive? Ooh, um, nice. Yeah. Aria, 
would you prefer if people saw you as a trans woman or would you prefer to just be seen as a woman? And I also had a comment about, um, about I have some relatives who think it's extremely clever to sit there and say, no, your DNA, it's built in your DNA that you are this gender and blah, blah, blah. And it makes me think of my auntie, my mom's sister, who was born with a congenital heart defect. She uh, was born with a hole in her heart that had to be repaired in the 1960s with heart surgery. And it's like, so my auntie, by her DNA, is a person with a hole in her heart. But no one goes around saying, well, you have a hole in your heart. You have a hole in your heart. Because she doesn't have a hole in her heart. They fixed it. So I'm just like, this DNA argument is just stupid to me. But would you prefer to be seen as a trans woman or as just a regular woman? Like, I mean, it's a fair question, but I, I don't think my preference on it really makes a difference. For, for better or worse, I am a trans woman. I will never just be a woman. The, anyone who calls me a woman, they're always going to have some asterisk a- attached to that, mm-hmm. right? I'm, and trans is usually the asterisk, but I'm not simply a woman. I'm never going to be a woman. The tools in the trunk are a little different. Yeah. So I'm, I am a trans woman. Whether I would I prefer to just be a woman instead of being a trans woman? Well, absolutely, it would have made my life a lot easier. Mm. But that's mm-hmm. not the way that things worked out. For I am a trans woman, and whether I would prefer that to not be the case is irrelevant. It is what I am. So let's get into uh, Jamie Dimon here. What is it that he has to say, Ari? You wanted to share tonight? Well, he's this warning, guy. By the way, hates Bitcoin. He that's does. A, he. That's where we've talked about him in the past. And then his bank started selling Bitcoin to its top investors after he talked S about it for years. Well, yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, want the, he didn't want the plebs to buy it up, right? I guess, yeah. Are, are they uh, selling altcoins or just Bitcoin? I don't know. JP, Probably just Bitcoin. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon warned of a looming economic hurricane caused by an increasingly hawkish Federal Reserve, rising inflationary pressures, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That, now, they're going to blame as much as they can on, on Ukraine. Yeah, and and interestingly enough, he's blaming a hawkish Federal Reserve, which probably refers, when when people refer to the Federal Reserve as hawkish, they're talking about uh, generally raising interest, interest rates, rates. Which they did do which, recently. Which means reducing the flow of money, because they talk about lowering interest rates like it's something they can just do, but they can't just lower interest rates by decree, mm-hmm. because if nobody is ready to lend money at that rate then that's not the rate. So in order to actually lower interest rates and make it effective, the Fed has to stand ready to lend money at that rate. The people who aren't steeped in monetary, monetary uh, modern monetary free, uh, mm-hmm. theory know it. I mean, yeah. isn't it up to like two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck or something like that? I think you reported that recently, yeah. There are two mm-hmm. main issues that Diamond said are worrying him. The Federal Reserve moving to unwind its $8.9 trillion balance sheet, deploying a lesser-known tool known as quantitative tightening that will further tighten credit for U.S. households. I've heard about this. Quantitative it's the opposite of quantitative easing. Easing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, and now I don't know a whole lot about it, but I heard that they're going to take a bunch of their assets and somehow liquidate them. Is that what's happening? Well, it's here? the opposite of, of quantitative uh, easing. Quantitative easing is when you take dollars and and you buy up assets. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so quantitative tightening would be when you 
when you sell effectively assets. sell assets and then burn the money. So they're gonna they're gonna try to take money out of uh, supply. Yeah, they're gonna try to get it. They're gonna try to stretch it out into one more cycle of uh, of of inflation, and I think they're gonna fail. Um, but you well, know. if they're taking money out of supply, wouldn't that undo some of the the damage? That would be deflation. It, yeah. it will undo some of it. The problem is at at the same time, uh, if you look at the decisions that businesses make when mm-hmm. they decide whether or not to expand, whether or not to hire people, that's heavily based on the interest rate. So there's a story here over at Market Watch because I wanted to know more about this quantitative tightening, which apparently yeah. is starting this week. Yeah, uh, as I, or maybe it was last Wednesday. The opposite Wednesday. of quantitative ease- easing. Yeah, well, I didn't know a whole lot about that either. I thought quantitative easing was just them printing money, but apparently it was them buying up stocks. Well, it well, is they them printing money, printing money, but in order to get the money into circulation. It has to go to somebody. Uh, And so the question is, who does it go to? mm. And the answer is it goes to somebody who can yield up some other asset in exchange for it. Which they then hold on to. And now they're going to take those assets and attempt to sell them. Right. Uh, And according to Market Watch, they say starting Wednesday, but this was written last week on Tuesday. So I believe this started last week. Uh, The Fed will begin reducing its holdings of Treasury securities. Those are government bonds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, agency debt and agency mortgage-backed securities. Now, what Whatever that is, the hell any of that is. I have no idea. Uh, mortgage-backed securities are the uh, one of the proximate causes of the housing crash. They're basically companies Are you talking about that, home mortgages? Uh, yeah, companies mm-hmm. that sell mortgages will divide... Um, You'll basically buy shares in a whole passel of mortgages. So this quantitative tightening, they they can just say, look, we're doing this to help curb inflation or to make the That's economy what better say, or whatever. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. But it doesn't matter what the actual results of that are going to be in it because we know it's not going to be it's not going to help the economy at all. And the masses of people are still going to be like, well, they tried. The reduction- they should, should have done more quantitative tightening. Well, it will probably take the edge off it. And if they did what what was done in 1982, for example, now we had a very similar situation, but less so in the 70s when we were suffering from what they called stagflation, Mm -hmm. which meant they had high uh, the thing you heard on the news every day was double digit inflation and double digit unemployment. Um and in 19 when when uh um Ronald Reagan was first elected interestingly enough the the head of the Federal Reserve was still the, the last one appointed by Carter I can't remember his name hmm. uh but he did uh tighten uh monetary policy which caused uh what they called the Reagan recession this is from a speech Biden gave, I don't know, two or three days ago, it looks like. June 3rd. Quote, It is only about jobs. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal what Reserve... What world does he live in where that's true? Let me sec- give the second sentence and then I'll be done because I don't want to read the rest of it. But a recent survey from the Federal Reserve... 
that's a trustworthy institution, found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than at any time since the survey began in 2013. Hmm. Everything he just said is a lie. Yes. Let's switch over to Gallup News, where they do what is called the Economic Confidence Index. This is where they do a poll that's actually, quote, scientific, and it's not just some Fed Fed secretary writing down what she wants the government to say. D.C., they report the Economic Confidence Index is now measured negative 45, which is down from negative 39 in each of the previous two months. It's the lowest reading in Gallup's trend during the coronavirus pandemic, and likely the lowest confidence has been since the tail end of the Great Recession in early 2009. And then they show the graph of this particular confidence number. And basically, it goes from negative 100 to positive 100. I am always into this uh, ionizers and, and ionizing technology with the oxygen molecule. And I just want to explain what the the ionized oxygen really does in our body. Please do, Sarah. I'm sure you're I cannot an wait to hear what you think it does. Well, I mean, th- this was actually from, um, there's a machine that th- it was part of the advertisement that they were selling this machine that they have these machines that add. Let me guess. This uh, is your network marketing company that sells the machine? No, no, no. It's no. about, it's, it's, they were on the commercial and I don't hear them anymore, but this is part of their, I've only. Either they sold the so many machines and they don't have to advertise anymore because they're tremendously successful or they've gone out of business. What's an ion, yeah, Sarah? <laughs> so, so that, uh, what, what Sarah, you did say? you hear the if question? Okay, ion. No, no, no. There was a question okay. for you. Go ahead. What's an you ion? What is, okay, the the ion is that the one that I'm talking about is happens in nature. The oxygen molecule picks up an ele- extra electron. So it becomes like ionized, becomes an, a negative negatively charge. charged. Yes, that, that part's correct. Okay. Hey, I'm impressed. I I, I am too. (laughs) There are a lot of products on the market that make a lot of claims. A lot of people swear by them, but there's usually not a lot of evidence. You know, they've done studies on salt lamps. This is not a new technology, quote unquote. It's not a new product. These things have been around for quite a long time. Uh, But I do have a story here from realsimple.com. By Elizabeth Yuko. Do salt lamps actually do anything or are they just pretty? Here's what the research says. So, skipping down a little bit, uh, they are a fixture of spa decor and Instagram content. Salt lamps are basically large, hollowed out chunks of pink rock salt that contain a light bulb or other type of heating element. Quote unquote authentic salt lamps are made from rock salt mined from the Himalayan mountains, usually in Pakistan, although it's often hard to confirm if the product's uh, true or. Are truly from that place when purchasing it. What does it have to be from the Himalayas? It's just the marketing. Okay. Uh, That's where Tibet is. It's a spiritual place. <laughs> right. When a salt lamp Just is, don't tell the Chinese. Uh, when it's turned off, yeah. it looks like a large decorative salmon-colored crystal sitting on a shelf. When it's turned on, it produces a soft and some might even say soothing pinkish glow. Most of the health claims made about salt lamps stem from the idea they supposedly release negative ions into the air, which is the claim that uh, Sarah was making. WFAA.com reporting out of Dallas, Texas, where an event happened this weekend that has conservatives all up in a tissy. Uh, I don't know what happened here. 
But well, I'm about to tell you. But I, go I ahead. I want to speculate that all the conservatives had to do was not let their kids go. Yes, but they want to stop other people's kids from going. Well, see, they can't do that. Well, they tried. Uh, well, if they have enough guns, they can. Well, and that's they can't the thing. morally do that. They have no right to do that. I agree with you. And that's Agreed. the thing here is for the last two years, the conservatives have sounded like. The bastions of freedom, right? Oh, don't make me wear a mask. My body, my choice. You know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And we've been out at protests and we've, you know, marched with them on these different freedom-related issues that have come up over the last two years. And all the while, those of us who know what conservatives are all about know the truth is they don't care about liberty for other people. They only care about their own freedom. They only care about themselves when it comes to the liberty of other people to, say, raise their families how they want to. Then conservatives start to get real crazy. In fact, I saw one of them online uh, this weekend. One of these conservative influencers said something about how people who take their kids to drag shows should go to prison. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.